How's it going, guys? So we have a medium difficulty question here for Neuro. Nothing outrageous, nothing dramatic. I will tell you exactly what you need to know without wasting your fucking time, okay? So before we get started, I will be an asshole like I usually am. Tell you to subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. Give the video a like. Really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical. Link is down below. Find me on Telegram. Recently created a Telegram group and channel. Links are down below. Now let's start the fucking question. 42-year-old woman, severe global headache, temperature 100. Neck is stiff. She has hypertension managed with a thiazide. She has an enlarged right pupil. She was recently diagnosed and treated for herpes labialis. That's oral herpes. A non-contrast CT of the head is shown. Now look, we do not have to be overly technical or fancy. If you look at this image and say, no idea what I'm fucking looking at. I just say, relax. This, these white areas, don't they kind of look like a sand dollar you might find on the beach or a starfish? If we, if we have to be colloquial about it, sort of looks like a starfish, right? Like a sand dollar. This is subarachnoid hemorrhage. This is a very high yield image for USMLE. Nothing technical or fancy. Just it kind of looks like a starfish, right? And this is most frequently going to be due to an ACOM or a PCOM uh, saccular slash berry aneurysm that's ruptured, okay? Now, some students might ask, but what about the stiff neck? Isn't that meningitis? You need to know that you can get uh, meningismus, irritation of meninges resulting in a stiff neck due to subarachnoid hemorrhage. It's not limited to meningitis, okay? So in this case, meningitis, wrong fucking answer. Temperature 100 Fahrenheit, it's not high grade. You can get fever in settings of stress, sympathetic activation. You say, well, what about encephalitis? What's the difference between that and meningitis? Encephalitis is classically confusion. Herpes, HSV 1 and 2, can cause encephalitis, okay? Meningitis, in contrast, confusion isn't standard. You get stiff neck. So if you have a patient who has confusion and a stiff neck, that would be meningoencephalitis, okay? Herpes will classically cause RBCs in the CSF due to temporal lobe hemorrhage. Very fucking high yield, okay? They love that, especially in 2CK. Uh, RBCs in the CSF with herpes. I've seen occasional questions where they don't have RBCs in the CSF, but they'll give you a viral CSF uh, picture where you have uh, normal protein, normal glucose, elevated lymphocytes, and they can give you, uh, they can say EEG shows spikes over the temporal region, okay? They don't have to give you a positive CT finding on the temporal region. I don't want to get too tangential right now, but the point is encephalitis due to herpes, wrong fucking answer. Now, pituitary apoplexy, also the wrong answer. This means bleeding into the pituitary. I've only seen one question on NBME forms. This is on a 2CK offline neuro form, I believe form one. Uh, just bleeding into the pituitary, it can present with bitemporal hemianopia. It can be due to uh, vascular ingrowth from a tumor. Uh, it can also just occur idiopathically during pregnancy, albeit rare. Now look, subarachnoid hemorrhage, as I said before, it's either due to an ACOM or a PCOM aneurysm that's ruptured. Overall, ACOM aneurysms are more common than PCOM aneurysms. Hypertension uh, hypertension is the biggest risk factor, okay? We can also consider um, Ehlers-Danlos or autosomal dominant polycystic kidney disease increase the risk for aneurysms. In this case, ACOM aneurysm is the wrong fucking answer. So our correct answer is PCOM aneurysm. You say, but why? I'll tell you, and this is an important factoid for you. It's this enlarged pupil. Now, you're not going to see an aneurysm on a CT of the head. You would technically have to do an MR uh, angiogram, okay? That's frequently how it's visualized. But 
you need to know, and this is the factoid, this is the sentence I want you to memorize. PCOM aneurysms can cause an ipsilateral blown pupil, okay? And that is a detail that shows up in a number of neuro questions, especially on 2CK level. PCOM aneurysms can cause an ipsilateral madriasis, an ipsilateral blown pupil. Sounds very pedantic, sounds very weird, sounds very nitpicky. Not my fucking opinion. Shows up on the NBME exams, all right? So that's what we do here is classic spot diagnosis for a seborrhachnoid hemorrhage. As I said, it looks like a starfish. We can get a stiff neck. And then if we have to choose between ACOM and PCOM, we have a blown pupil here. That's PCOM, uh, impingement on cranial nerve three. You know the deal. I'm going to continue to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel. And I appreciate your time. That's it.